Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about accountability partners and why they're important. Before we do that, though, let's take a second and talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www.com casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, and then we'll be in touch to help you get started. New Monday. Yes, sir. So hold on. I, w- I want to make sure I'm understanding this because I want to give you some time to think about this because talking about accountability partners, and I feel like you're going to talk to me about being my partner, but you won't let me cuddle with you or tickle you. That has absolutely nothing. Partner. <laughs> that was never... Part of the agreement. <laughs> you should be proud of me today. On my way over to the studio, I, I found this truck that was stuck in a ditch. And mm-hmm. I helped the guy get out. It was pretty nice of me. Yeah, you need to earn some karma points. I did. He's like, hey, man, I do. you got a boat? And I was like, no. He's like, I do boat interiors. I'm just saying, if you have a boat, I could hook you up. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, I feel like I'm about to get screwed here somehow because <laughs> boats are just expensive. Interesting. Yeah. So how far? I don't know how big a ditch are we talking. What kind of truck? It was an F two fifty four wheel drive. What? It, yeah, because it's so wet over there. He said a car ran around him and he had to slam on his brakes and it put him off into a bar ditch. And so it was a bar ditch on. Do you know where the coming from my house? You have the chicane that comes around the big start where the fireworks stand around the mm-hmm, big ninety degree. Mm-hmm. Right before that, he was off the front left wheel driver's side was off the ground. It was that steep. And he's like, Interesting. yeah, he's like, I don't think you'll be able to pull me out. <laughs> Raptor, bro. Just, I'm I'm like really let down right now that you said it was a F-250 4x4. Because that's just mm-hmm. like, that's a terrible commercial for Ford. And the F-250 4x4 is like and it's, one of my favorite trucks. And, and it's little race car brother comes over there and just yanks him out like it was nothing. I said, turn the wheel. He's like, I'm worried I'm going to get even more on my side. I was like, just turn the wheel like you're going down there. And I'll, I'll creep it out. Go slow. Don't punch it. I'll pull you out. First try, four high. Didn't even go four low. How old, how old of F two fifty we talking? Uh, 2014, 15. Oh god. He said his four low was messed up, and he had actually lift wheels and tires. Wow, I hate the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured you would like it. That's why I wanted to tell it to you. I uh, I mean, I like that you helped. That was very nice of you. Good uh-huh. karma points. We could use those. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, something that comes to me. But you always steal my karma. <sighs> Because I'm your accountability partner. I don't know if I would say I steal your karma. It's not like you do great things all the time. Do lots of great things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to hear about him on Wednesday with Beth. How great I was of a brother-in-law to save her from a life of advertising and selling advertising space on calendars. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. Because I'm going to guess that she also has some stories where she's not so grateful. <laughs> Fair enough. So accountability partners, where does this come from? Well, this comes from actually the other day, two things. One, I saw this, uh, it's this, you know, every now and then memes just go like crazy, right? You see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I saw that one meme again where it's like the life cycle of an entrepreneur. It's like yep. you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. And the whole time everything's increasing. Um, and the second one was, I can't remember at this point if it was you or me who was in the down cycle, but we're talking, to, we call each other. And mm-hmm. I think that's how we ended out on Saturday, having drinks and yeah. food is like, <laughs> we needed it. Yeah. Right. And so it was like, we help each other through that each time, no matter what. And, uh-huh. and then I started thinking, that's probably how we've gotten to where we are today. Yeah. And then I wonder how many people actually have that. Because we drag each other up, even though it pisses each other off when we have those 
those accountability talks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I, I think it's like super important because being an entrepreneur, we talked about this beforehand, even and Beth mentioned it, is like you can sit in your office by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a big crowd around you all the time. You're mm-hmm. working on this. You get frustrated. And it's real easy to give up. It is so much easier to have a day job mm-hmm. than it is to be your own boss. Mm-hmm. And, and to have a day job and be your own boss can be even worse. I've thought about going to get a day job just to not think about work, think about my own businesses so I could go somewhere a couple of days a week and just be just brain dead and let them tell me what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. But then like the second you get a day job, you've got a boss. And then now you have to report <laughs> to somebody. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen very well. Yeah. I think I think there's like a... The grass is always greener, maybe in that, because the second someone's like, You didn't make you're supposed to make fifty phone calls today and you only made thirty eight. <laughs> I don't care that you hit your quota. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. didn't you didn't make those twelve extra calls. Yeah. Uh I haven't I mean, I had a boss, but I've been the boss of mm-hmm. whatever area or situation I've been since two thousand and eight. So it's two thousand so eleven years where, you know, typically my word goes. You know, I may have some accountability, like some stuff. I I don't know if I would do well in that situation now. I don't. I don't think so. You don't think I would? No, I don't. I, I think anybody who's been their own boss for any amount of time or gone without a boss, you're in trouble. Yeah. Especially because you never know what kind of boss you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. You know, if if you get one that's cool and doesn't really bother you, okay, maybe it's. But what if you get a micromanager? Yeah, I'd love to have that conversation. I'd love to go on an interview and like, okay, here's the deal, man. I just want you to tell me what you need done and then stay out of my way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need your help to get there. If I need something, I'll come to you. Mm-hmm. And the- if I come to you and I ask for it, get it for me because that's your job. Yeah. The best boss I ever had was uh, when I was doing sales at Le Cordon Bleu. The very first day, he walked up and said, do you want me to leave you alone because you know what you do? Or do you the type of person that needs to be micromanaged? And I said, I know what I need to do. Leave me alone. He said, done. He said, I'll leave you alone and, until you uh, prove that you need me to step in. I said, okay. And that was it. Yeah. Some of the best bosses I ever had were said, hey, you're the CEO of this place. Run it like you would your own business. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you if I need something and just stepped out. And then it was just, then it was on me. It wasn't, well, you told me to do this and it didn't work. It was, it was all on me and those decisions. And, and that may be why we function the way we do in our own businesses. But uh, you did say a minute ago, you know, sitting in front of your own computer, just that burnout. My first year was tough because of that. Like mm. just sitting in my, I went from around people all the time, managing a couple thousand people to just me in my dining room at that time before we converted it to the office. And then it was like, Jessica was like, why are you going to lunch? You know, you have lunch here at the house. It's like, I just need to get out of the house for a minute. Mm-hmm. I need to be around people. Yeah. I definitely know that feeling. Yeah. It's not a good one, but you know, that's, I guess that's why I started the podcast. And through this podcast, we've created like a, well, we've got the private Facebook group. It's not like you're meeting people every day, but mm-hmm. you have a little bit of a circle in there. Yeah. Maybe at some point we have an office too, where we can just invite everyone over. Just come on in the think tank, the land think tank. It's like the Chive headquarters. Oh, man. You can just show... Like, if you have a special coin, you can just show up and hang out the Chive every day. Do we have Chivettes? Well, we can get we can get land debts. Land debts. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know if Jess will allow that. <laughs> I feel like I'm going like to get in trouble for this uh, one. You brought that one up, so that, one, that one's on you. So last week when I told you, oh, sweet Jessica, and the pictures and the decision fatigue, I got a little... little what the F, dude? <laughs> so it's it's fun. She does listen to the show, so it's a good test. It's yeah. a good test. So no Chivettes, honey. No Landettes. We don't do that at, mm-hmm. at the Land Think Tank. That's building. funny because it's the first time you've ever said, what the F? Like we had to go explicit on the show after 100 shows because you couldn't keep your mouth in control. I couldn't put <laughs> cuss words in sweet Jessica's mouth. It wasn't... It Anyone wasn't. that knows Jess knows that that's not an issue. <laughs> Especially when it comes to me. Yeah. She will She will let me know where I need to be and how I need to act. Yeah. 
But anyway, back to accountability. Yeah. Like, I feel it's really important if you don't have an accountability partner, like, pick somebody. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're in our group, we can even post something that's like, who wants to be each other's accountability partner? Yeah, and it's a, it's a great thing. And one of, uh, one of our listeners, they left their job in the last seven, eight months, and they actually were one of our beta testers for the Land Flipping Blueprint. And when they left, that, that's what they reached out and said, hey, man, I'd like to have an accountability or like a regular consulting call with you. Um, can we do it like every Monday, every other Monday? Because I feel like I need somebody that's guiding me. And it was like, yeah, sure, man, I'm, I'll give an hour up, you know, to talk. And we've been doing this now for, I want to say, close to seven, eight months. I could be off on that, maybe five months. But every other week, we talk on the phone on a Monday for an hour. So I would have him and Brian, when I was had Brian as the intern, we'd have our calls back to back. And it was nice. And it's still nice for him because like, he can bounce some ideas and say, hey, I'm thinking this area. Hey, I'm looking at this. You know, and, and kind of work through some of his business and as it grows and what it looks like and kind of the struggles that we all go through. But it allows him to have somebody else to bounce it off. And, and it's been rewarding for me because I get to bounce stuff back on off of him as well and say, hey, what is your thoughts on this? Or how do you see this? Or how does that play out? You know, get somebody else's opinion that's not maybe tied to my business or tied to the podcast and give a good, you know, it kind of works both ways. Yeah. No, I, I like that a lot because like I said earlier, so not only do you have ups and downs as an entrepreneur, but you have stuff you want to talk to someone about. Yeah. And if they're also in the industry, um, but have a separate business than yours, then you can kind of throw it out there and see what they think mm-hmm. and then maybe get some feedback on it, adjust what you're doing and then put it out there. Yeah. No, I have about 10, I'd say you, you were probably my main accountability partner with life and land, but I have about 10 guys in the land niche that I'll bounce ideas off of to kind of get their feel because they all have a different type of business, a different perspective. A few of them I meet for lunch, you know, every couple months, uh, if they're local and, I think it's, I can look at their business and see how it's grown. I can look at my business, and see how it's grown. And it's, and it all seems to be growing together. Like you said, we're all moving in that up and right direction. There is some ups and downs in that, but we're all going up and to the right. Mm-hmm. And it's really important too, to pick somebody that has your best interest in mind. Cause there's so many naysayers out there too, right? Like, yeah. Especially when you like think back when you first said, I'm going to start a land business and it's going to be awesome. And people are like, uh, who's going to buy this garbage out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right. And so maybe it's great or better idea to find somebody who's already in the niche. Okay. Or maybe if you have like a really supportive uh, spouse or, you know, or significant other or whoever that you can, you know, Hey, I'm down. I'm having a crappy day. Like, what do I need to do? You know, like talk it out with me. Let me get some stuff off my chest. I feel like we're about to get into the, like, the, the languages of love conversation <laughs> here because that's a that's a you you have to feed that with your partner and you do have that with a you know a partner as a as a relationship a wife a husband but you also have that with their friends and understanding how each other need to be fed because like I said I, when you said earlier the person that was you don't know if it was you or me that were in about it was me I, I had about two weeks of a down headspace where I'm just like Jesus what is going on and it wasn't one thing it was just in a culmination of stuff. And then I start seeing, trying to find the joy on little things. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Then I'm gonna go meet Adam on a Saturday and get sloppy drunk and, <laughs> and, and work through all this stuff and kind of and kind of go from there. So while it can be more mental sometimes, sometimes you just need to make sure the person you have understands how to feed you the information. Because like for me, I don't take fighting or conversation. Like if you come at me funny, I'm just gonna be defensive, and mm-hmm. typically I'm right. And so it doesn't <laughs> matter what you say; it's just gonna be that way. And it's and that's my defense mechanism, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you know your love language? I used Since you to, brought it up. I used to. We we've went through. So me and Jessica went through. We did. We both read that stuff, um, and then we went through like a thirty day husband and wife challenge. Mm-hmm. So you both have a book, and you have to do what's in the book, and it's like thirty days of that. So, oh, best reminding me of mine is <laughs> words of affirmation. I would say that. Yeah, I would probably say yours is a words of affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I think it's a mixture. I think that a lot of the love languages you're going to have like a mixture of that you know you want to hear, hey, you're doing a good job. 
and that may become, and I think it all goes back to the way you're raised too, like how you were fed, you know, you know, rewards as a kid and what you kind of looked for and what you gravitated to and what you needed as a kid. And as you get older, it's just amplified. You just don't realize what it is at that mm-hmm. point. So yeah, words of affirmation probably was it, but I think there's a mixture of other stuff in there too. Yeah, yeah, I think. I don't want this to turn to a love podcast, but there's there's like four things you can choose from, right? Four or five. I think each person probably has one or two. Yep. They have a, like a, a major and a minor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. What is your major there, Mr. Southie? <laughs> I don't know exactly Physical what they call touch. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's touch. Yeah. yeah. It's touch. Yeah. Yeah. I like to... I'm a I'm a touchy person except for when it comes to you. I don't need to cuddle with See, you. So that's I want to cuddle. Up. I want to cuddle with my significant other. Not, so that's messed not, up. Not I'm my your significant partner. other. No. I am your your podcast host, your best friend. I'm the closest thing you have to a brother, and you fight that, but you won't let me touch you. Yeah, but and that's your love language. I have to feed you. How many are you harassing your real brothers about cuddling with them? Yeah. No, I, I uh, hug them. I well, touch we hug them. too. We yeah. hug. Yeah, yeah. Hug. But we're, we're, you bring up. Cuddling on the couch and tickling. I don't need that. It's well, not tick- my life, right? Okay. I, used to, I used to tickle my older brother and my little brother when we wrestle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, anyway. <laughs> when I used to wrestle. That's why I didn't want this to turn into I knew the second you were going to ask and I had to tell you what it was, that it was, yeah, it was going to come up. And so I'm pulling the podcast power and saying, that's it. Okay. We're done. Pro- producer Southie says that is it today. <laughs> so I think we got the point across. Accountability partners are super important. Um, if you don't have one, find one. If you're in a group, say, "Hey, I need one." Yeah. I'm, our group is really active, so I, I know someone will step up. But yeah, and I and I want to clarify or put an asterisk or explanation, some kind of just ad lib. This is not about consulting. This is you finding somebody that you can you can talk to when you you're needing some maybe some guidance or reaffirmation of, "Hey, this is what I want to do. I've got this idea. What do you think of it? Um, hey, my plan is this. Can you see anything wrong with that? This is not, hey, I want to sit on a thirty minute call and fix a problem. This mm-hmm. is a how do I, you know, kind of find a, I don't want to call it a mentor, but kind of find somebody that you can bounce these ideas to what y'all can grow together as you go down this this path. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it. Uh, while you're out there looking for an accountability partner, maybe check us out on Facebook or Instagram. I don't know. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Go to YouTube and then go to Instagram. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. And we'll see you Wednesday. Bye.